You are now listening to The Reality Is. I got a bitch named Keisha, a real dick pleaser. But shout it from Cuba, still working on a visa. Her girlfriend Lisa, man, huh, Puerto Rico. How she don't suck dick, but expecting me to eat her. That whole crazy, man, you don't want to meet her. But her homegirl need us while I come by the leader. She look good in boy shorts and the beater. But this other girl, Queen, way sexier than Nita. I ain't lying, she the hottest bitch heater. But I'm a fucking freezer. Yeah, I'm a fucking leaver. Yeah, I'm a fucking eager. Fly your ass deeper, smoke like a cohiba. Your hoe give me cerebral. I to old episodes before we started the season, and I was like, let me just see how everything is flowing and what we want to do. So we back in this bitch, man. It's season 15. A uh, season 15 years? What else? Eight years in the game. 15 seasons. Ocho. You know, it's been a long fucking time. Uh, I think we took our longest break ever. This no, time? You, you took yeah. your longest break. Yeah. Because if I would have came back, I'm sure y'all would have been riding her with me. So I gave us oh, a yeah. good break. Thank you. Normally, I think we do, what, now like a month refreshed. maybe? Yeah. We're and ready. I actually missed it. I really missed it. Well, look at Casey. Frank. Yo. I know. I know this. I nigga. like sitting right here, by I think the way. He ta- I, well, oh, I'm, you were I'm right there. You yeah. I'm glad I like this seat. Right. And I like how it's king, queen, king, queen. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like that. All right. Chestnut checkers. Chestnut checkers. Yes, indeed. So, Spider, what you been doing, man? Like, you you had any other episodes you've been, like, you know, how's the summer been? Any new shows that you like, yo, I like them or? Uh, yeah, if anyone hasn't heard So Here's the Thing, that's probably my new yeah. favorite show that mm-hmm. we got in here. Yeah. Uh, there's another really good one. I think they just hit 30 episodes. It's called Unmasked Podcast. Unmasked. Yeah, that's an excellent one. Outside is that black that, or is it yeah, white? Okay. Okay. Uh, outside of that, there's been a lot of business shit in here. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah you, it's fine the corporate. For, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm down with that for money, but for entertainment, oh. <laughs> it's not as fun. A drag. They need a voice too. I could yeah. Imagine. So what you been up to, man? I already know what you've been up to during this time. Oh, Grinding, mm-hmm. hustling, kids back in school. Yeah. Ooh. Like, right. Tomorrow for well Monday for me. Yeah. yeah. I had one last Monday and then one this week. Okay. Mm, mine was one last week. Did you? High school. Oh, I was about to say. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ninth grade. I don't have any kids, but like when I think about it after a while, I've been watching Lincoln Heights and I told her, <laughs> I'm done with Lincoln Heights. I never watched it when it originally came out. And I told her, Teasy, I said, yo, get the kids to watch Lincoln Heights. I said, you know, you got a son, you got a daughter. You know, Tay, the son on there, was trying to figure out how to be acclimated being in high school. Mm-hmm. Her son is the same way. Like, he's a tech guy. He's a gaming guy. He's Like, he plays basketball. Yeah. But, like, his mind is what's first. It's not his talent. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just a different not way around. Not that he's not talented. Yeah, yeah. I ain't saying I'm he just, can't dribble a basketball. I'm just putting just, it out there. Yeah. Your boy, play, he who? Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. His dad. I forgot, yeah. I almost <laughs> yeah, forgot. So. <laughs> I almost forgot. He gonna hoop regardless. Yeah. What's good with you, man, with the kids, man? <laughs> oh, everything's good, man. And it's funny, my kids, they watch uh, all America. Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. all watch that. Yeah, same. I just finished it. I'd be like, is this appropriate for y'all? But <laughs> it's a, it's it more is. than appropriate because it's, it's the shit yeah, that's yeah. going on. Yes, it is. I agree. Yeah, so no, they doing good, man. They doing good. I got to get them cell phones and shit, you yeah. know. What's all the oldest grade? Uh, seventh. Seventh and sixth. All but American they're both is, going to middle school, though. Yeah. All American, I get what you're saying. It's a little risque for their age because <laughs> yeah. they're in high school, like senior year. Mm-hmm. But I think the things that happen in high school now are definitely happening in yeah. middle school. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, And you have a daughter that's going into high school. Yeah, she's The pressure. Grade. Yeah. You know what? Listen, after three days of school, she seems like real extra grown all of a sudden. Really? All of a sudden. Yeah, I'm it like, don't wait, take much. what's happening? It's cool. Like, it's, yeah. I love it. She's right. in a different it. range, too, because when you think about it, they went from, like, you go from middle school being in eighth grade, and then you start over in yes. high school and you're in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you have to make a name for yourself. Yep. Do you want to be the little girl that you were in eighth grade, or do you want to start 
to become some kind of a woman Something going to high school. That's real. Yeah. Because I got triggered yeah. the other day. <laughs> Real, this was a personal experience. Uh-huh. And I think I was really in a place of um, wanting to feel that I had been healed from some things. Mm. And then things come up and you're like, oh, wait a minute. I healed you. Maybe I'm not where I thought I was. Um, yeah, so I started having some conversation with some of my friends about it, and everyone was like, oh, no, this this is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, things can happen. A song can come on that can remind you of someone yep. that you really don't want in your mindset, yeah. right? 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 Like, that can happen. My husband could say something, and I'm like, wait, all of a sudden I feel insecure, mm-hmm. right? And so those triggers are real. I think it's important, like, with you saying insecurity, too, I think it's important for if it, if especially something like that being your trigger, like I always want to know like what makes you feel insecure. Cause like I, mm. I, like when I hear people talk about insecurities, I try to think of myself and of course we all have them, right. but I think the difference is, can someone see them or mm-hmm. do, are you, do you hide them? Well, I think I'm one of those people who hide it well. Mm. And then there's women. I feel like women, the most part, you can see the insecurity on them. I don't know if it's the energy more so mm-hmm. with a guy. I think you can tell when a guy is insecure. Like, it's just his posture, like his presence. I think it depends because I think for some people, they can hide it, but it's going to come out in other behavior that Mm -hmm. they do. Or conversations. They're going to be passive aggressive. They're going to be more controlling than normal. Like, there's something that's going to show you there's an insecurity. And that's when it needs to be addressed when you you recognize it. It's like, okay, let's have a conversation. I think we talk about that a lot, just creating a safe space to have those kind of discussions, especially for men. Like yeah. women, I think that they help us understand the importance of our vulnerability, yeah. but for the most part, we be thinking it's a, a weakness. You got any triggers, fam? Uh, you know, I think I do. I think I do, but I can't really think of them right now because I try to be healed from yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, until they you, come up. Yeah, yeah, until they come up. You know, when they come up, like, oh, snap, I didn't even realize exactly. that was a trigger. But no, I definitely got some triggers. Like it goes back to, you know, like your 20s when you really first start getting in relationships and yeah. learning yourself. Like a lot of it is, is insecurities about just, you know, just thinking that, or if you're in a relationship, just feeling that confidence of, uh, you know, that person being yours. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. Cause I think that, you know, I think for most relationships, it's just that thought that, you know, is, is are they really mine or yeah. are they, you know, just pretending? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm triggered by shitty people. Shitty people. Yeah. No, what like I really, so like, you know, when we was at brunch the other day, you uh-huh. know, we brought up a particular person and everybody at the table kind of had something to say mm. and honestly it made that. me it made me feel you don't remember that no and it made me feel good and i was just like damn oh never mind yo no you're you talking about you know what yeah. i thought you meant the brunch where we was at. no y'all, no i'm talking oh, about all guys yeah yeah, yeah. no no, no i got you no i got you this I nigga you. said he was reading the notes and it's right in the motherfucking notes it's right in the notes right over his head yeah no 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 you're right though no i got you no i got you so i know he'll follow now so when the conversation came up about this particular person for the most part we've been in rooms where this person has come up before but nobody ever speaks about it and I thought to myself, we literally don't talk about our friends the way we should. We're cool with big up and them and saying, hey, you know, Casey, great job. Frank, great job on whatever. Ortiz. But it's like, 
we don't like to tell <laughs> our friends and our significant others what the truth is about them. Mm. So Sunday we were able to get into the grit yes. of wow. a personality of a person and the traits of them. And it came out that everybody kind of felt the same right. way. Like this poet person is kind of overbearing and uh, he overcompensates. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he does all these things to where it's like people are kind of like, okay, I see why you don't fuck with him now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I used to be one of those people that even if I thought a person was decent but had bad traits, I'd still be cool with them. But the older I get now, I'm like, nah, my energy's nah. saying nah, bro. Nah, man. Nah. You know, I, I was just talking about that yesterday, and, and, it, and it's, a, it's a reoccurring conversation about what I realized with one of my friends. Um, you know, it's like either you're draining or you're energizing. And yeah. there has to be some reciprocity. I'm not saying that I need you to energize me all the time. But I can tell when somebody just drains me all the oh, yeah. time. Yeah. And I got to stay away from people. You feel that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no and, doubt. And I think the thing that triggers me, too, at this age is, like, being a... It's so hard to find men being men. Mm. So, like, when I hung out with you guys, I posted. I was like, yo, it was great to hang out with real men today because... I think men being men is talk, being able to talk about things. A lot of times I feel like men can't grow because we don't even discuss our own faults yeah. because we all want to seem like this. Girls have wind downs and girls mm-hmm. talks to be able to be vulnerable. <laughs> and it's like niggas cannot be vulnerable. Nah. You ain't being vulnerable with your woman. You yeah. ain't being vulnerable with yourself because you want to allow yourself that space. And then That's you're true. not being vulnerable with your friends. Mm-hmm. So you just literally walking around with all this toxic energy for yourself. And other people because you have not unloaded that shit. Right. You so got Sunday to. it felt amazing to unload no, about. No, y'all need an outlet. Yeah, about we niggas do. who ain't right. <laughs> and it, it helps saying? to have people in the room who who know that person yes. and can speak on it. Yeah. So that's because I think one of the biggest things for me when I think about men like at our age is like if you're dating a woman, be good to her. Mm. Like it's so easy to be good or be gone. You know what I'm saying? And it's like do you really care about your name and your public image? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I think we should care, mm-hmm. as men, we should care more about how we are seen yep. in the eyes of others. Perception. Especially Absolutely. when you're trying to be a leader. You got any triggers? I know Artiza got you. You got a list of triggers. <laughs> Where are the I triggers? do her yeah, like that. speak for Shit, me. Shit, we all got a list of triggers. Because I didn't say nothing when you brought up yours. You got a laundry list yourself. Um, so, I got triggered. Ooh. Ooh. This is going to no. be the season for <laughs> this. It's going to be a great season. So, I got triggered this past week. Mm-hmm. I think my biggest thing is... I have been working on sitting in my feminine energy. Mm-hmm. So this week I had a couple of situations pop up where I felt like, okay, if I got to do this shit myself, I feel like a real nigga. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. my biggest trigger. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to navigate that because I thought I had put in the work to be past it. But I realized this week that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. I think it's difficult, mm-hmm. though, because women that's are hard. like, I'll say black women. We talked about it the other day where we was like, every time, no, on So Here's the Thing episode, we were like, Big Mama always single. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Why is Big Mama always single? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Carrying real nigga energy, carrying a whole family. Like, I think sometimes we, we, especially with women, like, I'm a matriarch. I want to be a matriarch. I want to be able to be independent, this, this, and this, and this. And it's like, those are the things that kind of mess up a relationship. And then there are situations where it's like the man, the man in that relationship or situation is so lacking mm-hmm. in certain areas to where the woman has to be that. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. But, but that's, as women, though, we have to look at where do we learn that from, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you have to look at the relationship your mom had yep. with the mm-hmm. men in her life, your grandma, yep. who, right? So all of it. Triggers. I mean, this yeah. is like in our DNA. Yeah. It's not just. But why are we so scared to talk about it? Like, it's sometimes I'll have these conversations with my mom about things that I felt like she failed me at. I know it's tough, 
Because <laughs> when I'm telling her, she either, you know, mm-hmm. retracts or goes inward. Go ahead, because you talked to my mom, so you know. <laughs> so I feel like you can have the conversation, but you don't have to continue to have the conversation. But I feel like if it's all out there and she knows genuinely how you feel about certain things, yeah. the, the trigger is that you always bring it up. But you know, the thing about it is, if I'm speaking from my perspective, you can bring it up. But if it's only one conversation being had, it's not a conversation. One side of the conversation being had, it's not a conversation. Mm. And that's where, like, going back Mm. to you, like, how do we talk about this? How do we move forward? Or if I come to you, Casey, and I say, hey, Casey, this is how I feel. I think you could pull your weight here or drop off here. I have to get a response from you to know or say, yes, I understand. Maybe I can. Maybe. And we may agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. But at least I know your side. Still, again, with black people, we still don't like to ruffle feathers to where even if we're receiving criticism from a particular person, us not saying anything back does not give us resolution. Yeah, we have to share our experience, I think. And but that's difficult because if your feelings are hurt. Yeah. Yeah. People get silent. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Which is understandable. So if somebody came to you, though, as a therapist and you have two people in front of you trying to get them to talk, like Mm -hmm. what would be the message or what would be something you would tell them to say, hey, or get them to understand your silence? is it's it's still causing the problem that just it's like kicking a can down the road. Yeah. So I think the the biggest two things that I stress with couples is one validating the other person's experience yeah. even if you don't agree. Yeah. Cuz you mm-hmm. don't have to agree. Yeah. And then agree. to make sure you're really listening to understand the person. And so if Not you're really li- Yeah, but if you're really listening to understand, you're going to have some clarifying questions. Yes. Right? So if you come to me like, "Casey, this is this, this is that." I'm I'm going to receive it and validate it, but yeah. then I need to come back with Okay, so let me understand like what is your expectation? Yeah. Or what do you see in me that I might not see in myself that you feel I could bring to exactly. the tape, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, we have to engage in that. Well, right? I th- and I think the por- important thing about that, and we've spoken about it before, is being able to have a professional to help you have mm-hmm. the conversation. Yes, absolutely. You, you know, because we don't Neutral just have it in us person. to be able to That's say, right. okay, well, let me make I statements. Like, no, people don't exactly. understand these concepts. All we know is arguing, let me talk louder than you, and yeah, it's all absolutely. emotion, and we never get to the issues. So, and I feel like what you said, um, I think that when you're having a conversation with an individual that's, you know, it could be, uh, you know, a delicate conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to give people time. But you do have to get a response at some point. You got to get a response. The conversation yes. doesn't move along if you don't hear from all parties. Which is why you may keep hearing the same thing over and over again right. because a person is kind of landing on the line to say, well, I want to see if this person is going to say something different. I've been in relationships to where it's like, if I sit down and I'm talking to you about what I'm not getting and what I need, and then I'd be like, you good? And it's just like, yeah, I'm just listening. No, I need more than that. Like you want to see action. I need some action. Right. Like right. I need to hear and move forward. And it's like I know I'm a person that if I'm not getting what I need, I'm gonna say it consistently until you get it. Mm. And when you get it, hopefully you will move forward with it. So, but, but something I, you could ask is like, how can I help you change or do what you need to do for this relationship to be successful? Yeah. And I think at this age, I think also we have to be willing. To, like I said, it goes back honest on both parts. Mm-hmm. Honest in the relationship. Honest in, I know for me, like when I've been in a relationship, sometimes I guess because of the way I am, some people won't say what they really need to say to me. And now I need that. Like, because mm-hmm. I feel like if you tell me my bads and my goods, sure. then at the same time, I'm like, I can trust this person. Like, they're not scared to say, yo, you fucking suck. Mm-hmm. Now, you're I've got You're an awful person. Yeah, you're an awful fucking person. <laughs> or just person. today, you are awful Yeah. Person. yeah. I remember this one person, me and her, like, we both felt like, you know, 
the person could be a great person. They could do great work, but they never came mm-hmm. through. And I remember I saw it before her and I was like, this person is a shitty person. <laughs> like they may have a good heart. And I think that's the hard part too. People, we know the people we may be like, they have a good heart, yeah, they mean but, well. but you got some <laughs> shitty attributes. And it's like you There's have, a difference, you know. It is a difference. a difference. It's a difference, bro. And I think you got to just be able to call shit what it is and, and, and keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. Ain't that what is mama, but I treat him like a kid. Yeah, every time he come around, he got me acting like a fit. He asking me for money, I can never tell him no. And when he say he want to see me, I drop everything to go. Oh, oh, oh. I know he made me look right. Casey brought up a topic, uh, a point where she was saying, what does it really mean when someone asks, what do you bring to the table in a relationship? The reason I wanted to choose this one is because I saw something on Instagram the other day, and it was a guy asking that question to a woman. And he was like, more than just your pussy and right. your body and your bo- I think that's important, an important yes. question for women. Yeah. But where did this come from for you? Because I think people blindly ask that question without even knowing what they need what to they hear. Or looking yeah. for, yeah. So this concept of what you bring to the table, like what does that even mean to you? I think before you can even answer that or ask it, you need to define it for yourself. True. So do you know what your non-negotiables are? Do you understand the value? Because for me, the word is really what value do you bring into the relationship? But when people say, what do you bring to the table? It's usually just tangible things. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's tangible. But it's so much deeper than the tangible. Yeah. Peace, man. Your character. Yeah. yeah. Like, we understand your character. I don't even think about the financial aspects and the looks when I think about what do you Mm -hmm. bring to the table. Right. That's the difference. And mm-hmm. I think when you talk to somebody and that's their starting point, it says enough right there. Especially yeah. at our age. Oh, For if sure. you if you literally be like <laughs> what I want in a woman and you be like, yo, she gotta have a fat ass and uh, she got cause I used to be that motherfucker. Yeah. She gotta have yeah, a fat ass. Immature it's just an, yeah, but it's still niggas that. almost 40 and in their 30s and they're asking still for these things. Mm-hmm. Or the people that ask for stuff that they can't deliver themselves. Exactly. Like I've talked to a lot of women and they'll say, oh, whatever guy I'll talk to, they have to make six figures. But mm-hmm. right. Do you make and you making figures? chicken right. box money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just not. You know what I'm saying? You work at Kroger. Stop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Like Martin said Kroger. on uh, Thin Live Between Your Heaven, like Mr. Chicken Fixes. <laughs> 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 like you're, and, and that is, that is one of the yeah. things but it's no different than some guys oh, yeah. when you hear about oh, a guy yeah. ask for a physical aspect mm-hmm. of a woman and you're like when last time you been to the gym right what is your yeah. diet yeah so it, it, it goes both ways man but when i think about when, when somebody's talking about what do they bring to the table it's gonna start with their personality the type of ambitions they have yes of course looks is something but i think sometimes at our age or at least for me i can be more so drawn to a person's energy over their looks mm. That didn't used to happen. Yeah, I still right. like pretty people yeah. and attract the people, but it's like I need to know that when I step in your presence, it's the energy that I feel. Yeah, yeah. but that energy makes you attractive. That's yes. the thing. Yeah, that's what attracts. I you. mean, exactly. ooh, that's it's serious. Yeah. Prime example: If you're watching, and she'll know when I say this, when you're watching the shy, it's a boy on there. What is his name? Which one? The guy Which with one? the little glasses. He's oh, paying attention I love to Keisha. Him. Yes. <gasps> so do I. Yes. What's his name? Oh my god. I can't think of it right now. We'll be looking it up while I'm talking because <laughs> what, uh, Emmett, when Emmett met him, Emmett was yep. like, oh, he, he kind of mocked him. And, yes. And he was like, no, nah, he cool. He just seemed a little corny. Corny, I mean, at this point, like, you don't want a nigga who's a cornball, but uh, corny <laughs> for a guy when a girl says it means he has a little bit of sense of humor in a different mm. manner. In a different way. You know what I'm saying? A little saying? quirky. A little yeah. quirky. 
uh, Christian was his name. That's it. Ain't yeah. that ironic? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Gosh. But Christian was Christian was his name. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And and he That's was funny. like just the way he even courted her. Yes. Those not being funny. I, as rough as I am, I do little shit like that. And I remember as I was watching him, I was like, damn, I, that made me kind of corny, I guess. Yeah. Because you do do little like you have yeah. to do those things. When I was dating her, it used to be like. I knew she wasn't a uh, um, materialistic person, so those things didn't have to happen. Mm-hmm. We've talked about on the podcast before, first date playing checkers on a fucking receipt and little shit mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? Tic-tac-toe. You have to, Yeah. Yeah, yeah tic-tac-toe. I'm talking about checkers. Checkers. I was like, how y'all do that? Now he's paying attention. Hey, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> but it's like you, you, you have to be able to just kind of tap into those things and those yeah. different things about people. And, I mean, if all you bring into the table is ass and money, mm. You can, but the thing is, you can get that anywhere. And I think that's you why can. people fly through one person to the next, because, I mean, right. you can get that. What but, else do you want? But you, but the other thing I think for people of a certain age, right? I'm a little older than y'all. Uh, but I you think got a little that, extra seasoning. Yeah, just a little extra seasoning, right? <laughs> you can cooking with seasoning over here. But I, I think that you have to you have to be uh, mindful of those dynamics as well. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes when you have a, a age difference, you know, people who are in different age brackets are really at a different speed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody who's a little older may not have the same kind of patience as somebody who's. And I mean, even though it sounds crazy, because most of the time older people are a little bit more patient yeah. when it comes to like developing a relationship. But sometimes, um, you know, when you're a little older, depending on where you're at, you're kind of looking for a lot. Oh, yeah. In the beginning. You know oh, yeah. what I'm saying? You want to know everything oh, yeah. right from the start. Yeah. But, you know, when you have a little bit more time, then you want to ease into that shit. Because mm-hmm. you don't have Sometimes. time to wait. Oh, well, see, that's what, but see, that's what I'm saying. Yes. But see. What explains it? Man, because, listen. you know, I like time older guys. Yeah. So since I've been dating, I feel like it's the interview up front and I'm more of like, let's just find see this. See how it happens. You know, let's have conversation. Yeah. I don't right. want to feel like I'm always answering questions, questions. to mm. find out all of this stuff. <laughs> Right now. Right off the Like today. First yeah. hour. First hour. I didn't think about that. Okay. But I think it's ways to still go That's about doing that. Like, I don't, I never go in with, with an agenda to speak to a woman. And they were kind of asking on the last episode. So here's the thing. Like, they were like, so do you approach women? And I was like, I really don't. Mm. Like, it has to be a vibe. When we went out Sunday, mm-hmm. the light-skinned chick with the little caramel dress on, I was just like, yo, she keep coming by. She was looking before y'all got there. She kept walking by. And then I was just like, whew, mm-hmm. Tough. <laughs> but I had to think to myself and I was like, I'm not even thinking about her energy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the sexual energy she's giving off. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I was like, all right, I'm good on this because yeah, the old me, if I wanted it, I just figured out a way to put myself in that position to get it. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing where I'm at, I'm like, that would probably just be fucking for a few months. And like, then, and I'm fucking up her mindset. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm putting myself back. That's good. Man. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's so it's maturity. like, those are the decisions exactly. I'm able to make now. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. in the day, when we first started broken up, broke uh, when we first broke up, start broken up. Start broken up. What's going on around here? Because I already know what I'm still breaking up. Broke up. It's still breaking up. Nigga, I corrected myself. No, we're definitely not still breaking up. But it's like, yeah, when it first happened, I was just like, yeah, I was out here. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I think it was one time like laying in bed with this woman and I just knew I didn't want her there. Mm-hmm. And one thing that happens is in your 20s, you can smash and dash or you smash and they gone. Now it's like when you fuck a 35 year old woman and you do whatever you do and y'all had a decent time, she gonna wanna chill out for a while. Oh, right, right. She gonna wanna spend a night. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't do spin a night bags. Yeah, I'm not a spin a night bag person. And I've had a couple of spin a night bag situations yeah. and I had to let them down. 
Westies. <laughs> had like the West Russell Westies. Yeah, I had to rock them because I was like, sleep. this ain't this ain't where it's at, man. You got to let them go. That's what's up. But I have to admire mm. you for what you said about, you know, just being a man and being single and, and thinking about the emotional um, reactions yeah. after somebody mm-hmm. gets connected to you. Like, or even before you get involved, like, yeah. yo, do I really want to do that to her? Yeah. Because I already know what it's going to be. I mean, I've been down this road before. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to look because as a masculine, as you know, we talk about energy and all that. You know, the masculine energy is attracted to the feminine, which yeah. is right. sexual and all that. Yep. So I can look and I'm like, man, that chick's sexy as a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. That's it. Because if I pursue her and then we have sex and then she goes crazy, it's nothing I'm going to feel that. bad. Because that's all I wanted. But yeah. you want more. Yeah. You know, that's a tough thing. But. I admire your maturity, son. So no, I think that's good because you all have a responsibility yeah, to protect and boy, in our we? community. Like you As have a responsibility. Y'all do, y'all do too, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking oh, about certain. Sure. You just can't get a box out to everybody, women, right? Because you fuck a motherfucking world up. Do you yeah. understand? Like at this that's age, so I also understand the the power when you initially first mess with a woman. Do you understand the power that a woman gives you when she lays on her back and opens her legs up? Yo, hold it's up. Big like, stuff. I literally <laughs> been thinking. No, I'm serious. I've literally been thinking about that as of late. Like This is not even what, on a topic. It ain't even on the topic. But it's a very interesting and important discussion. Bruh, when she lays back and looks at you like Nala off the Lion King. <laughs> oh, my God. Nala is the sexiest animal I've ever seen. Okay. They gave this motherfucker human eyes. When you lean back and a woman look at you like that and she spread her legs, bruh. That's major. It's your responsibility to take care of that thing. Well, I'm curious with the women in the room, because I've always thought this myself, and I don't think we've talked about this, so this is perfect, is, uh, you know, being able to understand the level of safety a woman has based on the position she lets you put her in. We don't really talk about that. But that on the back, spread eagle, like that is true ultimate vulnerability. Can I say this, though? Think before Casey, because I see Casey thoughts going. But think about this, bro. We up here talking about them opening their legs and their vulnerability to that. But if a woman wanted any kind of ass play or any kind of anything, we are so vulnerable, we won't even have the discussion. Mm. Even though the penis is where, you know, the vagina is where the penis is supposed to go, mm-hmm. it's still an area. But we as men are not, for the most part, willing to compromise our position sexually to allow her to be pleased. But mm-hmm. they do it all the time for us. Getting mm-hmm. on their knees to give head. Mm-hmm. Laying on their stomach to be taken from behind. Mm-hmm. Getting on their back. Arching they like we literally oh, put them where we want, but we will not give that same thing, bro. Mm. Interesting. I wonder why that is. But I just wanted to talk about that power for a woman Ooh, doing that. That's power. They open their legs to something that they giving life to, that they give life from. And you know the beautiful thing about it is, and I'm gonna be quiet because I want to hear from the ladies, is that they don't lose any of their power by being that vulnerable. They don't. They lose no power. But we literally are question everything. Yeah. I know yeah. the first time some things happened to me, I was like, I don't even know. Like my, <laughs> my car, in my, in my mind, in the position, I was having this thought in my head. In your head. In my head. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. I hope she likes you, as Casey said last season. <laughs> uh, I hope you like, because it's like, that's Ooh. a vulnerable position. I remember yes. when the Man. shit happened with Kanye and uh, Ballhead. Mm-hmm. Emma Rose, Rose. Mm-hmm. like she was putting that nigga his shit in the street like you know you like me with my finger in your I'm like this is personal right. very that's why you have to trust the person that you laying down with mm-hmm. cause if you become vulnerable as a man right. they can use that shit against you and that's that's the reason why we know you want her yeah. to talk well no yeah. I'm just I'm thinking like the, the trust <laughs> factor how do you know when you trust somebody as a and man do you feel that there's a certain amount of time yeah. That you need to get to know someone to trust them. Or do you just easily trust? Because some mm. people come into a situation, 
They don't yeah. trust anybody. Right. Yeah. Period. Or and then other the people are more trusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you have to think about what does trust mean? But as women, we have so much sexual power. Yeah. No doubt. Like beyond words. So just hearing you all say like this idea of us being vulnerable, all we don't time. lose any power. Nothing. But no. if Heck anything, no. if we are in the right mindset, we gain power. Mm-hmm. You know how much space. power y'all have? Right? Yes. Yes. You know how much power y'all have? Y'all I can finally do. Not even being nasty. A if while. a woman bent over and a nigga eat her ass, she could still crack a joke and you'd be the ass eater. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just saying though, but like they lose no power. None at all. But if I bend over in a motherfucker, they'd be like, oh, you let that bitch eat your ass. Like it ain't even about y'all. <laughs> it's nothing about them. But that's the, you know, it, it yeah. is a power, bro. Oh, Psychologically, it is a power, man. Really, so I do want to, before we move on to the next one, I want to go around the table. Do you know what you bring to your relationship or your marriage? You've been married mm, for a while now. If yeah. somebody, if, you, if Eric was to come to you and say, hey, what do you feel like you bring to the table at this point for our relationship or our marriage? Yeah, well, that's good. So it'll be 10, 10 years this October. and I October think what? 8th. Okay. Mm. Yeah, October 8th. So I think, in relationships, you need to reevaluate it annually, right? Because yeah. what I brought five years ago is right. very different from what I'm bringing now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the things that I bring now is a level of um, confidence and belief in him, right? So my role really is to not just be his biggest cheerleader, but to like get in the dirt with him, yeah. right? So if he's working on a project, and there's something that I could do to help support him, I need to be able to do that with confidence. Yes. Right? So I think that's one of the things when I just, just on a, you know, low level. And, of course, the best sex of his life. But that's a whole. Uh, help level. me. We're going to talk about that in a little bit because that goes into what we talk yeah. about. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like you bring to the table? You know, I think for me, it's it's about, um, of course, I think that women have certain expectations of a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the, if you talk to him, what's high on the list is, uh, of course, you got to be good looking, right? I bring that. Um, <laughs> that was for you. Oh, I know it was. <laughs> I was. I was just fucking with the crew. I was just fucking with y'all. I'm gonna look at the camera Beauty this season. You in the eyes of the beholder. You but, uh, exactly. the camera. But uh, but no, I think that there's certain things that are on the list for women, and when they're in a relationship, they want a man that's gonna be uh, protective, and they want a man that's gonna provide them a certain level of security, whether that's emotional, financial, whatever. Yeah. So I believe I bring all of that. I'm a good dude. I pay taxes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then. You know, but but beyond that, though, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The other things that are on the list that are important, being, um, you know, emotionally available. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being adventurous. Yeah. Being open to things, her yeah. interests, being supportive, like emotionally, all of that stuff. So, I mean, I'm mature enough to understand what I need now. Yeah. And, and I believe that I'm probably the best version of, of who I've been because, you know, I'm mixing my young boy energy with my old boy energy yeah. and it's coming together and I'm, I'm way more aware of who I am. Yeah. Which I think is really important in a I relationship. It. it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What so. you got for us, Teasy? Teasy. So for me, I feel like I bring trust, loyalty, and just an overall companion in all parts of your life. Like I'm going to be your friend. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, you know, we're going to do life together. Yeah. yeah. That's what I bring. And also one thing that's important for me is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. not love that depends on certain factors. Yeah. That's one thing that I really bring to the table. That's major right there. Genuine. That yeah, right. unconditional piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's difficult. It's difficult, but it's needed. That's awesome. But I think in order to be unconditional, you also have to define what that means for you because mm-hmm. it's gonna mm-hmm. it's it's a case by case basis. Yeah, it's not granted to yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right, you have to be deserving of exactly. That, yeah. right? But yeah. that once that person taps into that part of me, that's what you will always get from me, regardless yeah. of the situation. Yeah, and I feel like with with all like everything that you guys just said, it kind of leads us into the next topic of like being an extension of your partner. I think that's important. Yeah. Sick of all the rah rah rah. I'm not finna slide if your block hot. Big rock, Ben, he's a shooter. Heard him talking about the hacks, no computer. Yeah, eat a drumstick, yeah. And me and her they had the conversation after watching um the the affair on Showtime. I had been watching it and I was like, yo, your partner really should be an extension of you. Eat from from as simple as me sitting downstairs at my place and if I, whoever I'm dating to be like, hey babe, can you go upstairs and like from a, a small, you know, extension to an extension of if my girl was to reach out to me and say, hey, I need this or I need that. Mm-hmm. Or if Frank said, I need that, like to be able to do something they don't, you know. So I remember when when me and her used to be in a relationship, we would talk about what we need in this moment mm-hmm. and we both would do it. And I remember I would be like, hey, Teaser, can you go get this or do this? And she would do it like an hour later sometimes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I needed that shit. Like when I asked, when I asked you, that's what the <laughs> fuck I asked you for. And it would be certain things with her. She'd be like, hey, did you call so-and-so? Or did you take care of this? And I was like, I would be like, well, I'm going to get on that. I, I was going to do it by the end of the day. And she was like, well, I probably would have did it in the morning time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's still those things. And yeah. again, like we're all bringing it all together. You have to have that conversation with your significant yeah. other, your friend, to be able to tell them how what you need yeah. and how you want to move. Right. Yeah. And then even with this, you know, talking about being an extension of your partner, it goes to like the biblical word or biblical phrase we used to, a term we used to hear, helpmate. You know what I'm saying? Where they're supposed to provide and help and assist or, or have companionship. Like she said, the best sex of Eric's life. Uh, if he's doing a project, I want to know a little bit about it so I can help him with it. Yeah. I.e. how she did when we first started the podcast. Yeah. I focused on one part. She focused on the other part. And that's what made it a partnership. Mm-hmm. So yeah. an extension. Um, do you feel like you're a good extension of your mates in the past currently? Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and I think that evidence yes, of that. Yeah. No, seriously. No, because I, like I'm real convicted about it. Evidence of that is like you were saying, when I asked you to do A, B and C, you know, it gets done. The, the next level of that is doing it before they ask. Yeah. You know, providing the things that that, you know, they need before they ask. And when they get it, they're like, oh, man, that's you know, a superpower. Yeah. You know that anticipation. Come on, man. We growing around. I here. think that's how Eric got me. Yeah. No lie. Mm-hmm. Like he would pay such good attention to what I liked mm-hmm. and how I moved and that he would want to be one step ahead. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, that's a game plan. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that I, I try to, I, I've always said, like, I'm the type of person to where if we're having a conversation, you don't have to tell me everything you need in a friendship relationship or a job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hear and pay attention to what other right. people right. didn't do mm-hmm. or what they haven't done. Yes. And then it's easily, it's, 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 it's easy to implement yeah, that. The game's yeah, out for there. Sure. And if you care about there. the person, you want to execute that shit to make them smile. Exactly. Like flowers may not be a big thing to somebody, but if you told me, Hey, flowers is a thing. Yep. And I just hit you up and I'm like, on Thursday, you but get nothing, flowers no and you don't reason. even know. Yeah. That's the kind of shit. That's yeah. how you win. It's that you, thoughtfulness. You send it to their job. Oh, man. 
Yeah, you gotta, I mean, you gotta make the other bitches look at her and be like, damn. Exactly. Oh why? Why he send you that? Oh, it's your birthday. Nah, nah just he felt just, like you know what just what I'm the Thursday. And then you know just what? Thursday. Then the girls start telling her what she need to do for you when you get home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or they start telling their man, yeah, mm-hmm. Jesus, man, yeah. the flowers uh-huh. for no reason. Nigga, what you doing? Bust up in that playbook. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, that's real, bro. That's real. Um, I, I, also, I was listening I, when I was watching um the affair that got. Noah was sitting in counseling and he was talking about how you, he wanted to be a good man and a great man. Mm. Mm. But he talked about the differences of what is a good man and what is a great man. And he said a good man is someone who kind of basically take care of the needs of his family, his friends. Like he's always there for them. But a great man is someone who just takes what they want. Like they're able to be that good man, but a great man, you have to do things that people may not like about you to be successful. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Think about Christopher Columbus. We know the realness of what happened. But America sees him as a great man because he conquered something. Mm-hmm. And he kind of used it in that kind of... It depends on the story you, you, you... That's what I'm saying. But that's <laughs> what he was trying to say, what determines mm-hmm. a good man and a okay. great man. And the reason he did that is because he was an Arthur. He wanted to be good at what he did, which means time away from your family, okay. traveling, doing these things to be great. And it resonated with me because I was like, I have a little bit in me, a little bit in me that's like, okay, I'm trying to find more of a settled life, find some roots. But the same, I'm kind of like, if somebody called me to take a job in New York doing media or what I want, I know I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and I, and I think to myself, has anybody ever made those sacrifices where it's like, you could be next level if you do this and you could be average or regular or live a good life, yeah. but not the life you wanted. Mm. And I think we've all done that. I did it for, for football sure. several times. That's like the difference between like living and like living life and yes. just existing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. And I never want to fall in that lane of just existing. No. Yeah. We got to live, baby. But that next level, that tier, that's an elevation, I think, that is hard for some people to conceptualize. Yeah. Right? Because it's not normal. Like, it's not normal life the way that we understand it. No. But none of us want to be normal. But when you think about it, if we didn't do podcasting, if you didn't do what you did, if we didn't do certain things that puts us out there, we would literally be the person that's just kind of moving through life and only three to five people know about you. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a bad <laughs> life. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, if, if Some people choose that. But literally, it's something in me that's like, I just want to be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've talked about that recently where even Dunny on the last episode, he was saying, like, why don't we do certain things as black people? Mm-hmm. Like, with a white person, if I had a son, like, if, if you were a white man and Z, he would automatically be like, okay, my dad graduated from college. He's making good money. It's a path set up for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Black people, a lot of us don't have a path set up for us. So when it's time to apply for college, we doubt ourselves because we don't see a lot of our family members. We, who have, went we to might college. be the first. We may be yeah. the first. Yo. Or when mm-hmm. we want a job that's $100,000, we don't apply because we may feel like we're ill-equipped because we don't even know anybody that's making that amount of money. Mm. Those are the things that I want to try to talk about this season and dive into to where it's like, how do we get past that? Mm-hmm. How do we find the trust and belief in ourselves to where it's like, yo, I want that money. I could do this. I could, and it's yeah. literally as easily as just doing it. Mm. You jumped into your job last year, your career that you yeah. wanted for yourself last year. I know this shit was scary. Oh, it was mm-hmm. so scary. Mm-hmm. It was so scary. Like, I, honestly, I still can't believe it when I wake up every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's coming for you. Yeah. Artesia. Yeah, no, that's yeah. right. And she's I'm in the scary part right That's now. what I feel saying. And she's been in that scary <laughs> yeah, phase. It is. And every time I talk to her, I'm like, you could do that shit. Yeah. The only, the difference between, I think, people who have and don't have sometimes is simple as money. Mm-hmm. to where like if you had the money I say it all the time if I had the amount of money I wanted it certain things that would already be done mm-hmm. I sure. wouldn't be saving up to get to that point right. I would just do it and I feel like 
that some things, not just white people, but people who grow up with a history of excellence, they get that. Mm -hmm. And until we have a mindset of excellence, I don't feel like we'll ever get to that point. No, we have to take chances with ourselves. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. we have to bet on ourselves. Because my thought process was, if this doesn't work, I can always go back to normal. Mm -hmm. Always go to corporate. Like that's not going to be an issue. So why would I not leap and just make the attempt? Well, there's a lot of people who don't leap. And if we don't see people leaping, then like you You'll said, never try we'll it, never, bro. We'll right. Try. But you know, I want to talk about what you said, but I know we about Time's to. Time's up. No, I'm scared. We about to wrap no, you up. good? No, you good? <laughs> well, well, first of all, I heard I heard a song on the way, and it, and it kind of describes what you said, and it was a Jay Z song, and he said, "I can't base what I'm gonna be off of what everybody around me isn't." Yeah. Because if you do that, then you're gonna be limiting yourself. Yeah. But I also I saw something on Netflix, and it was just a kind of a preview. You ever see that thing? It's called like Explained. It's 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 a bunch of different episodes. I have, but I haven't watched I haven't it. Seen okay, it. well, I was I just happened to be you know previews watching something, and it talks about uh, like the wealth gap between uh, college graduates, black folks, and white folks, mm-hmm. and the reason for that. Mm-hmm. And and I thought it was really interesting based on something you said. A lot of times with black people, not all, but a lot of times with black people, you go to college, you were the first ones to go to college, yeah. and so even if you're successful you are in a family of people who are not as successful and you feel a responsibility to help where you can because yeah. you're in the best position, yeah. which keeps you from reaching really your elevated. own wealth goals. Yeah. 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 And that's real shit. I think you can't do, I think unless you got like money, money, you can't even try to do that, bro. Like you can help. But you're like, going to try. No, you, that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, because I mean. <laughs> not the do. problem, but you know, that's yeah, what happens. That's yes. the dilemma. Yeah. I yeah. think you and should. family be. knows that. That's why they lean heavy on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They always going to call you and always say, Oh, and they'll brag about you and mm-hmm. tell out. Oh, they the first one to graduate from mm-hmm. college because mm-hmm. they depend on that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's unfortunate, man. I think I don't know, bro. I just want to see more black people doing it easily and not struggling through yeah. the process. Every right. entrepreneur I come come in contact with, they may even be doing well, but it's still a struggle process. Mm-hmm. And I always have that conversation when people look at what we do and what we're doing, and I always be like, bro, this shit's not easy. Mm-hmm. Like coming up with whole concepts. Doing 20 to 25 episodes, making sure all of us are aligned on the same schedule, showing up and being able to deliver. Mm-hmm. We don't always come in this studio and shit is perfect. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you come in here and you have to change your mindset. You have to lock in and be like, all lock right, in. people are going to hear yep. what you what you're going through. It's going to come out on this motherfucker. If you, no doubt about you know it. what I'm saying? If you come in here. next episode of the reality is i always hear people be like you know you have to give for gab but like when i'm high like i probably hit you don't be in my if i'm texting you god damn it like you may walk to my house <laughs> like i'm good when i'm high i'm like man come on man i'm like a 10 keypad over here <laughs> not a 10 <tank. laughs>